Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. I think this might be episode 55. We're going to call it that. No matter how many there's been up to this point, this is episode 55. Just declared it. My name is Harrison, uh, Worship Arts Director here at Lake Forest Huntersville. Good to be with you guys. I'm sitting down today with Jeff Cook, Community Pastor. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks for being here. Um, so, uh, as we mentioned last week, for for those of you guys who are jumping back in with us, we're uh, we're hitting the ground running here, heading into the fall uh, with this uh, with this podcast. So keep tuning in and subscribe. Keep with us because uh, we want to keep uh, stuff coming out to you guys this fall. It's a good time of year to like, you know, get back in your good rhythms. You're getting back from the beach and stuff. You guys. You guys went sure. to the, you guys yeah. went up to the beach lately, we right? Did, uh, Eleven days in New Jersey, the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore, which is nothing like the TV show, <laughs> for the record. So, uh, are well, the are the accents the same as the TV show? That's a Staten Island accent. Okay, so those are Staten funny. Island people just hanging just out hanging at out the Jersey. Jersey. Shore. Okay, yep. good to clarify. I, I I have a feeling Jeff could probably we could probably do the podcast on the, on that <clears throat> distinction, and you you seem passionate enough to. I would have some things to say. Yeah, it sounds. Sounds yeah. like you would, uh, but we're not going to do that today. We could, but we're not. Uh, what we what we wanted to do today to give you guys a little preview, and we'll talk about a couple ways we're going to do it. Uh, we just wrapped up uh, in our Bible in a year journey. Uh, we just wrapped up uh, a kind of mini series that we called "Prepare the Way." Uh, that has a, a couple of meanings for us. Uh, we're going to dig into a little bit of what all that means. So that's the theme for today, prepare the way. And as we were getting ready to start, Jeff and I were even talking about uh, a couple ways that we do that here in the life of our church, some things that, Jeff, that you are in charge of around yeah. here, huh? Yep. Uh, one of one of my hats <clears throat> you would call, uh, on a resume, you'd call it assimilation, which sounds kind of cult-like, so I don't really dig that. Be assimilated. But, uh, right. We try and basically try and set up open doors uh, for people who, regardless of how long they've been here, want to take another step in community. <clears throat> and so we kind of try and come up with micro steps, things that are simple and understandable that people have the bandwidth to do, uh, and that kind of lay out before them some options of where maybe they want to go a little deeper at Lake Forest or God wants to use them, uh, whatever that might be. Sure. Okay. So... Um, so one of those opportunities, uh, that's been around, we'll talk about the one that's been around a long time first. And that, uh, if you've been a part of Lake Forest for any amount of time, that is called, uh, welcome 101. So Jeff, what's the, like, what's the 15 second summary, uh, of what welcome 101 is? Welcome 101 is a three session class where we get to know you, you get to know us and we share with you as a church, what we believe, what we value and what we do. And why, uh, why is it important to you? Um, it, it, so it's twofold. One is informational, right? Like it's, it's important to know where we stand on certain theological issues, how we engage certain, uh, certain situations. And believe it or not, as haphazard as we seem, uh, we actually have plans for things behind mm. the scenes That's cool. that kind of run all that stuff. And so to know kind of what our strategy is to grow as a follower of Jesus it's just helpful. Um, the other piece that I really love about it 
is anyone who's doing that is kind of in the same place in their spiritual life in that they're ready to take a step forward. Hmm. And so not only does it give me a chance to get to know people on a one-on-one basis, but it gives people a chance to get to know each other. Hmm. And a lot of friendships, even community groups are formed out of Welcome 101 classes. Um, so the, I guess uh, the, the, the main point of this is that uh, we have a Welcome 101 that's coming up here shortly, as of our time sitting down to record this in mid-August. So what, uh, Jeff, What is that? when is the start date of our next Welcome 101 sure. again? Sure, so uh, it is in September. Um, I don't, off the top of my dome, know the exact dates, but we're going to run one uh, Sundays in September, one Sundays in October. And while Excellent. we haven't scheduled it yet, I'm very sure we will do it again in November, but we may make that the online version for folks. Cool. Um, just so there's as many opportunities as possible. Um, so if you've, if you've been a part of uh, Lake Forest for a little while, we encourage you to do that. If you've been a part of Lake Forest for a long while and you've never done it, uh, <clears throat> we'd extra encourage you. There's, there's definitely, I was, uh, even as I was on staff for a while here at the church, just with having young kids and, you know, doing my job here, all those things, having having uh, ministry things we're doing. Uh, I never made it through Welcome 101 for for a while. And it, uh, if you're in my boat, um, go ahead and jump in because I, I, I did do Welcome 101. It was a fantastic experience. Good way to get uh, connected into the life of the church here. A good way to prepare yourself to start serving. So, what's this? What's the newer one that you guys are um, kicking around? So, the four one one on the four one one, which to explain for those that are younger than me, four one one was information. You dial four one one, you get information on stuff. Uh, we realize that there are some people who take Welcome One Hundred One, and you know what? They're really not at a place in life where they're actually going to make a lot of steps forward. Uh, they're not at a place where they're ready to join the church, which is part of what what can happen at a Welcome 101. But really, it would be useful to still have that same opportunity to sit down and get to know one another, share a 30,000-foot view of stuff, and honestly, just answer as many questions as I can. Um, and we realized that would be really easy to do. And so on August 29th at 1230, we're going to do that. Uh, we'll set aside, you know, 45 minutes to an hour if we need that. Um, I'll share just a real high-level view of a couple of the things that most people seem to care about and want to know, and then there'll be a chance for people to ask questions and kind of find out what are, so hey, I don't really want to do the whole welcome one-on-one thing, but I do, I do kind of feel like I'm lost a little bit mm-hmm. here at Lake Forest and I need to find a place to plug in, what do I do, uh, those kinds of things. You know, we made a decision a very long time ago, uh, I say we, it was way before I got here. Uh, but that we will never sacrifice being relational for the sake of efficiency. Hmm. It's just not a thing that we're going to do because it's too important. And if you look at Jesus' ministry, I mean, he kind of set that tone. Um, and so this is a chance for us to really trade on the relationality of how we focus and just sit in a room together and talk. Awesome. Um, so a couple of opportunities to move forward for you guys. It's funny when you mentioned that. Jeff, I was talking to my wife the other day about like some of the things that our kids uh, will never know or understand. So 411 is one of those. But we were laughing because uh, like a month ago or I don't know, whenever it came out, I took my kids to go see the Space Jam movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like talking to my wife. I was like, remember back when like you used to have you used to have to call a phone number 
to get the movie times. And you just had to sit there and just wait and listen to every movie every time until it got to the one that you wanted at the theater that yeah. you wanted. And if you missed it, you had to go all the way That's back right. around. That's right. You got to call back in. The Lion King is playing at 12, 1230, 1, the, mm-hmm. whole, the whole deal. Uh, or the newspaper, which that also used to be a, yep. a thing, you know, back in the day. Um, so you, uh, you do not have to do that. You can just come to the 411. Yep. You don't all, have to actually call 411. Um, well, Jeff, I'll let you steer the ship from here. Cause I know there's some stuff that you wanted to kick around. Jeff preached, uh, this last Sunday here as we, as we wrapped up this mini series, prepare the way and talked about the life of John the Baptist. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. ate a, was cr- it, was, it wasn't it a cricket. Was a- uh, buffalo chicken sauce flavored cricket. Oh, it was a cricket. Okay, yeah. And there were two services. So how was that? that how was that experience? Um, it was not good. Yeah, it was not good. Although, if I'm being honest, I think I disliked the flavoring even more than the huh. cricket itself. So just the raw cricket might have been better than trying so. to cover it with the flavor. Kind of like a pumpkin seed. Yeah, is kind of how I, <laughs> I felt about it. If you just tricked yourself into thinking it was a pumpkin seed, it right. could have been pleasant. That is, there's a, a list of things that that seems to continue to grow the longer I work here, like rapping on stage during a worship set, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I did that mm-hmm. here at Lake Forest. Eating a cricket and using Justin Bieber as a sermon illustration were two things that I can now put on that list. You keep building that list. That's a good list to keep building up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So where, where are we going today, Jeff? Um, so, yeah. So the idea of preparing the way, um, I think, hits me so deeply because it literally describes my entire approach to God, uh, relationship with Jesus, other people. And that is that the actual work, right? And, and I don't want to sound like a, a constant soundbite factory, but um, transformation of a heart is always God's work. Always. We merely prepare the way. And and so that principle, whether it was when I was doing homeless ministry in the city or working here or how I engage with uh, the dude I constantly see at Harris Teeter, right? Anything that's going to happen, anything profound and of any real depth or value, that's on God. That's not on me. Which means on the one hand, I can't feel all proud and boastful about myself if it does, because it wasn't me to begin with. And on the other hand, it means I don't have to carry that weight. You know, I, I've, I hear people talk all the time, like if you really believed, if Christians really believed what they say they believed, well, and they would be desperate for other people to be, to be saved, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, and I hear that used as an apologetic against Christians, but the fact of the matter is we just, we know our own limitations. We know that, that I of myself don't actually have the ability to change anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, God can do that. Um, and there's a, a role that I get to play. It's I love, 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 love uh, that we're constantly saying that we love people as they discover and live out their role in God's story because it is the clearest expression of what we actually do here. Um, I also said on Sunday and and we'll continue to scream from the hilltops that while, like, please invite people to church, like, do that. That's great. But please don't think that just getting someone to show up on a Sunday morning is like, that's the great commission in your life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it, it, it is very likely that the thing that's going to hit them, I listen, I have conversations with a lot of people that reference the first time they came here. And I can tell you that it is very rarely um, one of the larger programmatic elements 
that they talk about that really struck them. Like they don't talk about how great the music is, although it is. They don't talk about the preaching or the the children's well, sometimes children's ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, what they talk about is man. When when Kevin gave me uh, a cup of coffee and like actually looked at me like a human being, I I felt valued or seen. Or when I was parking my car and and algae helped me find the best spot. Like those kinds of things prepare the way. And then whatever change takes place, well, that's God's business. Hmm. We saw a lot of that reflected in the, we got to see a really cool um, God story on Sunday that had some elements of that to it as well, where uh, we saw one of, one of our leaders invest in the life of a young man who, um, you know, getting him to church was, was, was a part of it, but it was really the, the relationship that these leaders had in this guy's life that meant more than anything that we said on the stage. Mm-hmm. It sounded like to me hearing the story. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and even knowing how that whole thing came about, like, look, we do a, a college aged Bible study every summer. That's just the thing we do. Um, and COVID keeping some kids at home kind of upped the need for us to really, you know, focus on doing that. But, but the idea of asking the garrisons to do it was literally a Holy Spirit thing. Like I was on the phone with uh, Mike Moses and Cammie Howard sitting on my screen and porch talking about it and, and talking about how we should do this and who should lead it. And literally Mike and Nancy Garrison's face popped into my brain. And I said to them, I was like, this might be nuts. Like maybe this is nothing at all, but let me just call them and ask them. Um, and I called them and asked them and they had literally been praying about the same thing. And so they agreed to do it. And you see, so Nassim is a great example of the fruit that comes out of the work that they're doing over there. But, hmm. but there's a lot of that, right? They've, they've really found a way to build a community of people at that stage of life that are just loving on and caring for and sharing things with each other. I think the neat thing about that, that you, that we see in, the John the Baptist story as well that you've been touching on Jeff is that I think a lot of preparing the way as, uh, as we're preparing the way, um, as it comes to helping other folks connect to what God is doing has a lot to do with, uh, really making the, the, the message, uh, about the message and not about the messenger, which is us in this instance. And, and, you know, the garrisons did an awesome job of that. The point of that story was not how great the garrisons were, but that they were constantly pouring into these uh, these kids' lives about who Jesus is and what he does. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the point. Yep. And it I mean, so this could be sometimes I go too convoluted and deep in my brain, but but I kind of feel like there's two levels of preparing the way. Uh, for sure, there are the, the practical decisions that you make, the things you involve yourself with, the things that you're, you're willing to do. But, but there's a, this other huge part uh, that is really just you're preparing the way by getting out of it. Like mm. when God's doing a thing, oftentimes if he's doing a thing and I start to feel like I'm getting swept up in it, there's always this thing in me that wants to resist and come up with a reason why not me, not now, not this, and kind of throw a wrench in the works of what God's trying to do. And if I can just keep myself from doing that, I very often find myself involved in these stories that are just, you know, they're awesome. Like it's incredible to hear someone go from a place of being 
broken and alone to feeling like he's literally got new life in a new community. What are some ways that, um, what are some ways I'm just curious that, that you do that for yourself? You talk about preparing the way for yourself and kind of, what are you doing in your own life to make sure that when, when God is ready to ready for you to actually do something that you're like prepared, attuned, listening, responsive, like what are, what are the preparations that you do in your own life to get yourself ready for those moments when they come? Sure. I, so I think that it can be, uh, nicely laid out through the, the lens of relationship, right? So there's the relationship that I have with myself, right? I, I am someone who in various forms, whether it's uh, five minutes of silence or uh, being on the treadmill and instead of listening to Dr. Dre, I, I just let it be quiet. Um, but self-reflection through writing, whatever. Like I honestly take stock of who I am, where I'm at, where are my struggles, where am I strong? Because those things change over time. Hmm. And so being aware of that, then uh, relationship with others, like other people who know and love Jesus that, that I can trust, right? That I can share things with, even if it's not to get any kind of specific feedback, but just to not be alone in the thing, though that seems to be the kind of environment where, where God will regularly work. And then third, just my relationship with God. Right? Am I actually putting real time into my relationship with God? Look, I'm, I'm married 13 years. I got five kids. If I want a relationship with my wife, I make that happen. Mm-hmm. Like That ain't happening by accident, and it's no different with God. Um, it is the kind of thing that I have to set aside time to be with him. I have to invite him to participate in stuff that I might think has nothing to do with him anyway, but, but invite him in just because I love him. And I want him to be a part of my life. And I find if I'm doing those three things, if I'm tending those three relationships well, then when something comes my way, I'm usually in the best possible spot to respond to it. Hmm. Um, so I, then that leads to a second part, I guess, uh, which is, um, so you, uh, you do all the things that you mentioned, you get yourself into a, a good spot to feel like, uh, you are ready for what God is going to do. Uh, how have you experienced in your life, in your life personally, in your life in ministry? Um, how does God use that as a foundation to help you prepare the way for him to, to accomplish bigger purposes? That, not that there's anything wrong with God doing anything in me or you or, or any one person, but part of the beauty of this, uh, this thing called the church is that... Um, especially originally, this is a rabbit trail we won't go down, but uh, a lot of times I think we tend to see uh, our relationship with God in terms of how we see the world, which is a lot of how does this affect me individually and personally and uh, how how am I growing, how am I moving, those are important things, I'm not saying they're not, but uh, I think you would, I, w- I would think you'd probably agree, Jeff, that, that uh, in the original context of uh, Jesus' message, a lot of the things that he said had a lot more to do with you, plural, as a community than it has to do with you, singular, as an individual. So how, do you, how, how, is, how is God trying to prepare the way to use us as individuals for 
what he's doing in other people for, for his greater kingdom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is a willingness to be interrupted and be inconvenient. What was that? Sorry. Well done. Sorry. Well done. Sorry. I almost said it again. I was just proving I'm paying attention. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but having that willingness, um, and it's why it's so hard to, to lay out formulaically because God is far more, he's far bigger, far more complex than all of that. Mm. Um, but it is quite often I get interrupted in this thing and I allow it and I step forward. And then all of a sudden I find myself in a relationship. Now, look, I'm, I am not only a Christian, right? I'm a, I'm a pastor, like vocationally, it's my job. Um, and there are plenty of relationships in my life that I have with people that are far from God that don't know what I do for a living, not because I hide it, but I don't lead with that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't need to prove to you why I know more about God than you. And then for your own good, explain to you why I'm right about God. I don't know anybody that actually gets drawn into a deep and loving relationship with Jesus through that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I realize that, and part of it is just realizing that the weight's not on me, that it's on God, uh, but I can talk about things in a looser context. I, like, I can talk about God, and I don't need to clarify with you that I'm referring to Jesus for the truth to be the truth, mm-hmm. right? I, the way that I, and this I think is a lot of just formatively the way that I came to faith. I mean, I came to faith in the 12-step program um, of Narcotics Anonymous, and it was, I was agnostic. And so if you don't know what agnostic is, that is like, I believe there was a God, but I didn't really specifically prescribe myself to any religion, right? And, and particularly Christians, I had some opinions hmm. about what, what they all thought, but I kind of knew that there was a God. And so I just entered into a relationship with him. And the only thing I ever pursued was that relationship. And the byproduct was a faith in Jesus and ultimately a career change. Hmm. Um, but I think that, that if we see it that way, also in the lives of those around us, then, then we don't, there is this, this feeling like I make jokes all the time, like, Oh great. I get 3% of your tithe. If you come to faith in Jesus, you know, Mm. like, and that's, that's a joke, but there's a grain in there that I think a lot of people who are far from God believe. Yeah. That Christians are just on a mission to convince everybody else that they're right. Hmm. And, and sad to say, I'm sure that, that that is true in some instances. Sure. But I also got to say from, from the, now I've been in vocational ministry for 10 years. I've been a follower of Jesus for 13. Um, and I have to say that the, the Christians that I, that I know that I've been involved with, that I've seen in real life, they're not like that. Like they just, they love God and who God is in their life. And they have a genuine desire for people around them to enjoy the same relationship. And so sometimes it sounds like it can come across like there's a hidden agenda that I'm just trying to like back end you and get you to, to join my team mm-hmm. when really it's just a genuine love for other people. And so if I spend my time loving God and loving other people, he has a way of just working inside that. I think there's um, there's something we talk about a lot on our our worship team that I'm reminded of while you're talking about all this that I think could be helpful for folks outside this as well because I think there's some carryovers. But um, you know we 
we walk a fine line. When you look at the, the, the band and singers, for example, who are on stage every Sunday, it's, it's a big group of people that are just regular people who have regular jobs doing other things or they're, you know, a stay at home parent or any number of things. And, um, you know, what we ask of them, um, is a lot. We want the music to be really good. We want the people who are leading to like be fully present and engaged with what's happening. So the people that are in the church can worship as well. And a lot of times, um, that pressure, uh, to do well can, can, um, be something that can be like a hindrance or can hold you back. Or you're like, I, I, f- I have to do this. I got to do it right. And we tell our team all the time that, um, like to take the pressure off of yourself because there, there's only so much that you can do. Like there's, there's a, a specific thing that, uh, God has called our drummer to do every Sunday. And all that the drummer can do is, do that slice of things well. And it's kind of like that. Uh, there's a little bit of it. That's like the Paul talking about us being, uh, the body and there's different functions and different roles. And there's also a major part of that. That's like, I tell them all the time, like, look, our job is to really not, I I don't use this terminology a lot, but it applies very well. Our job is to prepare the way Mm -hmm. and to, to be here and to do our part well, but there is a major piece of this aside from our own preparation that it's just like, look, God's just going to do God stuff. So like be free in that. I tell our team knowing that like, you don't have to, you don't have to make anything happen. Like you, you have to show up and do your part well. And if you do that, we've seen time and time again, that when you are, when you are in the right spot and you're doing the right thing that God has called you to do that he he puts all that stuff into the pot and stirs it up and something way better comes out than anything we were trying to make anyways so I you know that's a it's an example specific to our context but I think there are probably some carryovers for people in terms of saying like hey you know you don't have to save the world because um, that's already that's already been done right <laughs> you know yeah uh, and it is, it's, it's funny. It's the same way as a preacher. So I've been, um, cause you know, and I'm sure you experience this also in music, but there is a bit of a craft to preaching. Right. Um, and so wanting to hone that and get better at that and whatever, one of the things that I've really been moving towards lately is, is not having any notes at all. Hmm. Right. Like being, a, and, and the reason for that is what you're saying is that I find that if I am well prepared ahead of time, and I step into a situation and I'm not super concerned about hitting every exact word at the exact second I'm supposed to or with the exact inflection, and I just kind of release control and open it up to God to do what he wants to do, he does. And I I feel like he does it more in that situation than in one where I perfectly stick to the plan that I expertly Hmm. crafted. Um, And so being a follower of Jesus, being someone, listen, we've had classes on, you know, how do you share the gospel with people who don't know God, right? Like we do things like that and those are good. Like by all means, do those, prepare the way in that way. Um, Make friends with people who are easy and comfortable talking about God. And it's not weird when they talk about God. Like there's things you can do to set yourself up, but in the moment, 
it always seems to go back to just getting out of the way and letting God do what God does. And in terms of releasing that pressure, I think that, you know, part of the part of the work of preparing yourself is kind of internally through God's word, through trusted friends. You know, if you are uh, if you are a person who works uh, on one of the the racing teams here around Charlotte, and that's the job you've been called to, um, you know, your your preparing the way in the lives of others could be as simple as like being a person at work who is filled with the character of Christ, who is like trustworthy, reliable, like, like, uh, present and compassionate to people and, and being that type of person so that others look around and they're like, man, that person's not cutthroat like everybody else is like, what's going on with that person? It doesn't, like you said, it doesn't, it, it, I think it releases the pressure off people to think like, oh, well, if I go down this journey, it's going to end with me on the corner at Bank of America Stadium holding up a sign and shouting at people. Um, And that's more than likely, I would assume, that's probably not the end goal of where God is calling calling you. And and you can can, uh, walk a little bit easier and lighter knowing that there are just these little... steps he might be moving you toward and and you might have a a relationship uh at work or or with uh another parent you're friends with through a group or through a baseball team or something that just you're being a person built in the character of Christ without having to go over the top on anything mm-hmm. could could be a thing that makes a huge difference in the lives of people uh, that's i am present day i'm deeply hopeful that if i continue to follow jesus that, that there's a couple of coworkers I got that I'm hoping will one day uh, come to know, come to know, gee, no, I'm, I'm kidding. He was looking at me pr- intensely while he was saying that. <laughs> no, but I, I feel you though too, because there's like a, there's like a, a not beating people over the head with it thing that exists for me as well. Cause this is what I do professionally. And you know, uh, when you're, when you're, at your neighborhood pool or something, you know, you don't really lead a lot of times, not out of embarrassment or anything. Definitely. Cause I love what I do, but it's more like, um, th- there are people where you see their attitude change towards you a little bit. If you, if, if your main thing is I'm coming to you trying to be your pastor or your spiritual leader, as opposed to like, Hey, I'm I'm genuinely interested in knowing you as a person more than anything. <laughs> First and foremost, not not as like a not as like a target or like a you know potential conversion prospect, but like you're just a person that lives on my street who I'd mm-hmm. like to get to know you anyways. Um, yeah, and and I think and then I'll I'll stop talking, but I think that that is one of the things uh, number one that is modeled really well by the Reverend Doctor. Um, and is one of the things that I think Lake Forest as a, as a church community excels at. Like, and you could come up with whatever reasons you want for that, but, but man, you people are good at loving people first and worrying about that stuff second. Um, and that's, I think, a real strength of our church. Yeah, which is modeled, which is modeled through, uh, through the life of Christ who just over and over and over again, so genuinely desired just to like be around people and know them and 
eat and drink with them, um, where, you know, he, he preached for sure, but a lot of his life was just genuinely lived in relationships with people where you would, you would assume that it, it may be the other way around. But I, you know, as you, as you think about preparing the way in your, in your life, um, I love the way you laid it out, Jeff, to summarize is, uh, basically, um, get, get yourself in order to a point where you can know God's talking to you if he's trying to talk to you. (laughs) So you got to like clear the signal there first, right? Mm -hmm. Get the, get that clear so that as he's, as he's calling you to, uh, be involved in the lives of other people that you actually are, uh, like on the right wavelength, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. And then, then it really just becomes the same invitation that Jesus gives, which is come and see. That's right. Well, that's where we're going here over this next five weeks or so uh, as we're wrapping up August, heading into September. Uh, These are the the sermons and the times of year that um, we get really excited about. All of the, all of you guys who stand up on stage and preach get really excited about because it's fun a lot of times to, you know, dig into some little niche of the, you know, Ezekiel or something. And that's fun as a Bible scholar, a person who wants to grow in the Bible. But, you know, the meat and potatoes at the end of the day are all these Mm -hmm. Jesus stories that that's where we're living here for For a while. So we're excited to, um, we're excited to do that with you guys. Um, our, our last disclaimer, uh, of looking ahead church wise that we'll throw out there, and ask for your patience with us with as, as Lake Forest Church Huntersville is, uh, as, as you've been trusting us and as we've been figuring out all of this stuff for the last year and a half as it comes to COVID, uh, we just hope that you hear from us that we, uh, as a church, are always watching, listening, hyper aware of uh, what recommendations are being passed our way and we're making decisions appropriately based on that. So please, please make sure that you're, um, there's a couple great ways to get communication from the church. Uh, one is to, uh, we send out, uh, every week, uh, an email blast that kind of has all the stuff you need to know for that week, uh, that's happening. That's a great way we get information out. And then following us on, uh, on Facebook, you get stuff as it's coming down the pipeline right away. So as we're navigating new seasons of this stuff yet again, which is uh, a bummer and exhausting. And we know that you guys are all there with us as well. We got like this like three or four month period where it looked like, oh man, we're taking a a literal breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> like things may be going a little bit back more to normal here. And, and it looks like we're, we're still navigating through all this together. So just uh, keep hanging with us and we thank you for your patience and, and know that our main desire above everything else as it's been uh, this entire time, you can listen back on the podcast as they say, we got the receipts uh, mm-hmm. and this has been the most important thing the whole way is making sure uh, to honor God by honoring each other, uh, to love each other well and uh, to, we would be failing as a church if we were making decisions that we thought were going to be, uh, you know, harmful to people rather than helpful. So we're going we're gonna to keep figuring that out. And thanks for your patience and trust with us as we yeah. try to be a, a church that um, is, is walking that line carefully together. Mm-hmm. So, sure. 
All right. Uh, good to be here with you guys. We will catch you next week. Probably. We'll try me back every week. So I'm going to say next week, we're going to stick with it. Just like this was episode 55. We're declaring it yeah. and we're moving forward. Yeah. Let's do it. See you guys. Good to be with you, All Jeff. Right. Thanks, man. Yeah, my pleasure. See you later. <laughs>